Hey guys, welcome back to Sunday Glow. I'm Allison. And I'm Christine. All right, guys, happy almost Valentine's Day. I think this is going to go right before Valentine's Day. How are we feeling? I honestly, it, like this year has already gone by so fast. I and know. I know we're going to say that like all throughout the year because I feel like this year is going to fly by. But it's just weird because I think of myself a year ago today, like like Valentine's Day, like in 2021. Yeah. And I was just in such a different place. And so mm. honestly, a lot more grateful to be in the place that I'm in now than I was last year around this time so good I know I feel like not even talking about how fast this month has gone by we're already like in Feb of 2022 that's crazy but looking at how far we've come since Feb of 2021 I don't even know I mean I feel like you were living in Atlanta I was living in Atlanta I was just living a very different (laughs) life than what I'm living now. And I'm really grateful for both of those chapters in my life, obviously. But that just goes to show like so much can change in a year that you're not prepared for. Yeah. Um, So I'm really excited. I love this topic. We're going to be talking about all things self-love. And this is a topic that's super near and dear to Christine and I's hearts because I think it's been kind of like one of the foundations of our friendship is just constantly encouraging each other to Mm -hmm. practice and cultivate and like have that self-love for ourselves and also for each other. Uh, 100%. I think also I feel like both of us not – being in relationships we like kind of have navigated this whole totally. world of like being single and um if you're in a relationship like all props to you it's just that we are both in a place that we are really focusing on our self-love and our, our selves and we both push each other to make sure that we're not like kind of doing things for the wrong reasons or mm-hmm. just just in general just pushing each other to be like loving ourselves and like putting ourselves first before anyone else Totally. And I think that Valentine's Day in general can sometimes be way too tied to your relationship status. Like, yeah, I think it's so marketed as the time you spend like with your significant other and those who maybe don't have a significant other. They feel like I hate this day. Like it's such a not a fun day. So I think Mm -hmm. I really want to like change the tone of this day because it's just a day that's filled with love. Like we don't have to be focused on like one relationship, you know, like there's so much other lovely relationships in our lives so that's kind of how I want to flip the switch yeah I agree so much and I think that like like you said like the relationships in your life it can be with your friends it can be with your families it can be with your yourself and so it'll be a really great way to talk about our relationship with ourselves and kind of having that self-love for ourselves Totally. And I think something that Christine and I have always talked about is like every relationship that you have starts with the relationship you have with yourself. So Mm -hmm. I think having this kind of be the topic of conversation is super important just to kind of start out this whole day of love. This is your like New Year's resolution, like focusing on yourself. Yeah, girl. (laughs) I'm excited to hear your answers to our questions today. (laughs) Me too. We (laughs) developed these questions and then we just like, we're like, you know, let's just like go off the cuff and let's answer them spontaneously, have nothing prepared, just kind of speak from the heart. So that's what we're going to be doing today. Yeah, kind of like our Chicago episodes. So I'm excited for it. Yay. All right. So with that, let's set the tone for the week and share our Sunday intentions. All right, Allison, what's your intention for the week? So my intention for the week 
It's so funny how different every single week is, but this week my intention is to be more spontaneous and just go out more. When I say out, I don't mean like go out to the club, go out to the bar. No, I think it's just like going outside of my apartment because (laughs) recently I've been working from home a lot more, you know, given like the variants and the colds, like my office has transitioned to allowing us to be home more often. But with that, I feel like I'm just not going out the day-to-day basis as much as I used to and I really do miss that like yeah the commute was tiring but it was just every time I came back from a day I did feel one exhausted but also like really invigorated there's just something mm-hmm. really nice about like being out there um meeting new people getting just that social interaction so I yeah. think this week I am not even gonna plan these interactions I'm just gonna like have blocks in my calendar where I'm just not gonna do not have anything planned and then we'll just see where the day takes us I think that's so spontaneous of you considering you're very much like a planner. I love how you're putting, you're planning the spontaneity in your calendar. I know. It's like a fixed amount of time to be spontaneous. Yeah. Like I'm going to be spontaneous, but I'm going to put it in my calendar, like blocking it off to make sure that I, I hit those spontaneous moments. Stop. I, you're so right. And we've talked about this in our episode last week. Like we're both people that thrive off structure. Yeah. So I just need to find ways to incorporate spontaneity in my more structured routine. Yeah. I like it. I like the the balance between the two. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What is your intention for the week? Okay. So my intention for the week kind of stems off of like the past weekend that I've had. So I like for me, my week like during like Monday through Thursday is like I'm grinding, I'm doing all the work. I've either I'm doing classes or I'm studying for like this big exam I'm taking in the next few weeks. And so that's like my Monday through Thursday. And then it seems like my Friday through Saturday. So it goes to two days because Sunday, actually Sunday I get back on the grind. So I would say Sunday through Thursday are like my grind days. Friday and Saturday, I just go off. Like it's not me like going out to party and stuff like that. It's more so like just giving myself the excuse to like take a break Mm-hmm. And, like, I went on a little, like, day trip with some friends on Friday. And then yesterday, like, I had, like, a big thing for my sorority. And, like, I had fun all day. And I, like, didn't get any work done for the past two days. And maybe it's just, like, my I, – I don't know. I feel guilty, like, taking mm-hmm. time off and, like, not getting work done. But, yeah. So, I want to get back on the, my work grind this week. But I also – But, like, know, you I'm, will. Like, like, you know you yeah, will. Yeah. Like, I know I will. Like, I'm – we're recording today like I'm gonna do work tonight but like um I don't know I just like feel like I need to get back on the work grind so that's my goal is like be more intentional with like getting work done during the week and like also sprinkling it in on those two days like yes I can give myself a break but it doesn't mean that I can't do like an hour of work in the morning because I'm always up early anyway Mm -hmm. so just kind of being more intentional and not thinking that I for me too like I have to sit down and like do I like the idea of like getting into deep work, like doing a ton of work in one sitting is really yeah. big on me. Like I can't just sit down for an hour a day and do one like study for my exam. Like I have to sit down for like five hours and like study right. until in order to get like a lot done. And so the idea of doing like an hour or two of work on a Friday and Saturday morning is a little tough for me, but I need to like work on that. So I mean, okay, I'm not trying to be your therapist here, but I think that <laughs> From my perspective, I feel like you work so much during the week that you almost have to give yourself and maybe force yourself to like be uncomfortable doing nothing. Yeah. I don't know how I could do nothing. Like, it's so funny because I like took the a less amount of class 
schedule type thing this semester but then I like brought it up with like other things that I'm working on so I just can't sit can't sit still I'm always like trying to do something new I think that's okay though like it's okay to always feel like you have to do something but I think doing you can always be doing things but doing things that don't necessarily have to be like productive yeah you could always be like out and about having fun Mm -hmm. but you don't always have to I mean this is easier said than done like always be doing productive things but I definitely get that yeah so that's the intention for the week we'll see where it takes us do you think that that means like your Fridays and Saturdays are gonna look very different I think just like the mornings because I feel like in the mornings I I just like waste time like being chill Mm-hmm. And of course, like that's like doing nothing. But like, yeah. I feel like that two hour span, like if I do nothing those entire two days, it's better to at least get something done in the mornings. So right. like I have a meeting every Friday at like 12, 12 o'clock. And so I'm hoping to like just use those morning times as a time to like really get back into the headspace, like at least do a couple hours of work um, just to like get ahead. But once yeah. this big exam is over, I'm like, then I can do nothing. I hope. Mm. I think that's the difference is yeah. like because you have something weighing over your head like yeah. it's really hard to enjoy your free time when you know like because I have some friends who are in school right now and like they're constantly studying for exams and for them the weekends are not really a weekend and like mm-hmm. my friend was talking about this it's like when you have school constantly weighing over your head when you have a big exam you could always be doing more you could always be studying exactly. more. You could always making a flashcard like whatever so I get that and like honestly power to everyone who's in that because I know with me like I we all my coworkers, like happy damn Friday because we <laughs> all know it's been a week um but no honestly props to you and I I I really encourage you to like not give not make yourself feel guilty for having those moments but I know that when you do feel productive in the morning it will make you feel better yeah especially if I just get out of the way for the day so that's, that's true that's the goal we'll see what happens but I will say yeah. like when I worked this summer it was so nice having weekends like to just not worry about it like nobody's I online know. like it's just it's a blessing in disguise <laughs> that's uh you know as much as like work can be stressful that is really nice I don't have to really worry about and like bless my job like I don't have to worry my boss like pinging me at like Saturday afternoon to <laughs> do this you know yeah for sure <sighs> All right, so now let's hop into our current faves. All right, Allison, what's your first favorite? So my first fave is actually an activity, and it's been getting my film developed. So I don't I think it might have been either my sister or my cousin who inspired me to, like, get these disposable cameras. But I... I don't know if I told you this, but like in high school, I was a very passionate like photographer. Like I took photography classes. I had like a DSLR camera. I was in like AP photo. I had a portfolio. Like it was a whole thing. Um, I really do miss those days. Like I would spend weekends doing like photo shoots with my friends because I had to like develop my portfolio. So I was talking about how I just kind of lost that in college. I didn't really, I don't want to blame the situation but I wasn't really placed in an opportunity that like allowed me to explore that interest even further I really didn't seek that out Mm -hmm. so now that I'm working I just find that like having some type of like 
passion project on the side or a hobby is like really important to look forward to. And for me, that's just been having like these disposable cameras, taking cute, candid photos of like me and my friends hanging out, doing whatever. And then the physical act of like going to get them developed, waiting a day, waiting two days, seeing the film back. Like it's a whole process that's so much more gratifying than just taking a photo on your phone. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like it's so fun. And it also just brings me back like my grandfather on my dad's side. He was like the guy that always had a camera every family outing take a million photos never been any of them so it's kind of sad we don't have a ton of photos of him in them but it was just so interesting because he's no longer with us but like now we have all these photos of like life in his eyes seeing through seeing things through his eyes right so i really want to capture those moments of like family outings friend outings and i encourage like everyone to have some type of like creative expressive outlet i think it's so so important um so yeah i've really been liking that the whole like experience has been really nice something i look forward to on the weekends like going to get my film developed and my friends are (laughs) i had like two months worth of film because i just like didn't use it all and my friends were like waiting they're like have you got it developed yet have you got it developed yet i'm trying to post an instagram i'm like no not yet guys i'm I'm going um but it was it was really fun like christine was in a few of them so i've really been liking that I was so excited to get that. It was like a big surprise. Oh, yeah. Um, like an unexpected surprise, really. Uh, that it was just like a few photos from our Chicago trip. And I was, it was so cute to like reminisce on the moments that we had. Yeah. So. And you also inspired me to get a film camera. Like we had bid day yesterday for our sorority. And like, oh my God. I stopped at CVS right before we went and got a film camera. And so I'm excited to like get those memories developed. So oh. that should be fun. Wait, that's going to be so exciting. Yeah. I feel like everything on film is just 10 times better. Mm-hmm. All right. What is your first fave? Okay. My first fave, it's a little weird. So they're just like regular wired like Apple headphones. Why are these coming back? I I've got, like seen things about them. Really? I just, yeah. oh, honestly, I only have them because when we record, it's easier yeah. to use like wired headphones than it is to use our like bluetooth headphones yeah and like i have the airpods pro or whatever and like i've had the airpods before like they're great and i love them for working out ish but like we've gone through highs and lows with the, with the pros just, we know like, christine's deal with the pros i know they hurt my ears and like they also just like Stop. i don't know they're hard to connect to my phone and my computer like back and forth oh. and so i don't know if it's like because they're kind of old but these wired headphones I've literally been using them like at school because instead of sitting there for 20 minutes trying to connect my computer Mm. I'm like okay I'm gonna plug these in we're golden like (laughs) I can hear everything like I know it's not gonna switch back and forth between my phone and my computer like I'm not gonna have any issues um so yeah sometimes with technology it's just better to go back to the old days and like the old the basics the basics so I've been loving these wait that's so funny you mentioned the the airpod thing because like when i'm going to the gym and i'm trying to plug in i'm trying to connect my headphones to the peloton bike it's it so takes, hard it takes a minute because i need yeah. to like disconnect from my phone so yeah but it's hard with the peloton because you can't really have a cord like that no, would make it's it gonna very get difficult. in my way yeah no, exactly yeah i remember when i used to like use the peloton in my apartment gym it was just like a pain like i that's mm. a, another reason why i don't use the my airpods on my soul cycle bike because it's so hard to connect between like back and forth so like i have a specific pair of like bluetooth headphones just for my bike so Do i don't you have use, to like, like the change. headphone headphones yes because that's the only air airpo- like 
Bluetooth headphones I had left that I like. Yeah. I, did, I didn't want to like buy another one. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't use those like big over the head ones for like obviously like my, my homework <laughs> or like going to the library. So um, I used to do that. <laughs> I used to be in the library with these like huge like beats, and I'm like. <laughs> that was like a trend honestly for a moment yeah see these are crazy we went from the wire to these like headphone over the ear ones and then to bluetooth like pods where no one can see them and now i swear we're going i have seen more people with the wired ones because they're just so easy i feel like i'm wasting i will literally sit like and like try to bluetooth my computer versus my phone for like 20 minutes i'm like why am i wasting so much time so Oh, my God. And honestly, this is kind of like the Y2K thing, like going back to like or like the New Balance. I don't know. No, maybe the over the ear headphones will come back. Like everyone's gonna be wearing them around their necks all the time. I think they are coming back. Like I'm walking around the city and people have them. And I'm like, you know, part of I think it's like it's kind of like a headphone X ear warmer. True. It's so cold. People are like it's so funny ear warmers are also coming back by the way like they're so cute i feel like they are cute but winter's almost over so okay that's another thing i'm kind okay hot take i prefer winter over summer i know that's the hottest you always tell me this and i'm like no i'm so excited for summer like i was looking at like clothes like like, oh my god i love summer i'm like like spring breaks coming up i'm like get me in i just i like layering i like I don't mind the cold as much yesterday we were like walking out after dinner my friends were freezing they were like grabbing onto me I'm like guys it's fine <laughs> Allison's I'm like, like I'm chilling I'm good <laughs> literally <right>. chilling <laughs> like, actually <That's> so funny. <laughs> um okay what's your second favorite all right my second fave I don't know if I mentioned this before but it's Chamberlain coffee and it's her espresso grounds Basically, you guys already know I'm a coffee fiend. I have an espresso machine. You know the vibes. But I've just been loving her coffee grounds. Like, no other way to put it. They're good. They just taste really great with oat milk. Great for lattes. If I just want to take an espresso shot, that's good too. Um, And it's so cute. I almost positive that every bag of coffee you buy she sends you like a free mug so now i have like three chamberlain coffee mugs oh my god that's it's so, so funny. funny you're gonna have a whole collection i know but her coffee is actually it's surprisingly really really good that's awesome i want to try her matcha i've heard, I've heard really her matcha is also really great yes maybe i should jump on that bandwagon how has the matcha been okay this is so funny because i was talking to my roommate yesterday about this for me, I feel like it's, so, it's kind of funny. During the week, I'm like a big matcha girl. But mm. on the weekends, I love strawberry acai refreshers. So, okay. <laughs> like right now, how, I have a strawberry acai refresher. How many years have we been on this acai refresher? Do you oh, think my gosh. Like- Literally, probably, like definitely throughout high school because... Throughout high school? Yeah, because I remember when I lived in Missouri, like our closest Starbucks was like an hour away from where we lived. And my mom and I would, like, joke because we would drive all the way to, like, Starbucks to get Starbucks. Because, like, we grew up in Atlanta, so, like, we always had access to Starbucks. Like, our family loves Starbucks. Um, But when we moved to Missouri, it was hard because we were an hour away. So, like, our treat was, like, going to get Starbucks, like, an hour away. So, it was definitely then. Like, that's what I remember, like, very distinctly with Starbucks. Um, I would say probably beginning of high school when i was in still in georgia oh my god so we're almost on 10 years 
Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> the longest relationship Christine's ever had is with yes. this beverage. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny if you put it that way. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's well, kind of scary. I, I think it's just funny. Like, you haven't gotten sick of it. No. <laughs> that's that's how I feel about coffee. I know. that's. Great. I know. I, I just want to get on coffee at some point in my life. I'm sure I will. But, but why do you want to get on coffee? Because it's just so much more accessible. Like, mm, that's I can go to, like, go to a, a coffee machine right, or, like, right, anywhere. Like a coffee shop. I know. So, like, for you, do you still find – do you, like, find joy in going to coffee shops or you're, like, not really? I mean, if they're, like, bakery coffee shops because then I can get, like, the baked goods right. or get matcha. That's the one thing about getting into matcha this past year is, like – being it's able to eyes. order more to a coffee <laughs> shop because nobody has strawberry side refreshers right so that has been nice but at some point maybe when I start working and I'm like in the grind I'll want to get coffee yeah. but right now it's just strawberry size and not in the cards. Yeah, that's not. hey that's a, it's just your it's your you know those like starter packs Christmas yeah. starter pack is just the matcha and a large venti um, a strawberry side. That's just what yeah. it is. It's so funny because I was thinking about it this morning when I was driving to Starbucks and I was I was like, wow, like Starbucks really like I waste so much money there. Like mm. every single day, sometimes yeah. multiple times a day if I'm like really going through it. Do you seriously go every single day? Yeah. Like when I wake up it's a ritual. Like I and I don't know if it's like me going to Starbucks because of the feeling of driving there. Like, yeah. I think it's just, like, a, a habit that I've built. And my roommate was, like, maybe you should just try going to Starbucks, but, like, not, like, just passing it and driving home. Like, like not getting anything. <laughs> like, just, the, it might just be literally the feeling of getting Starbucks. So, um, There is something, I don't know what they put in these, like, cups, but there's something really nice about, like, having the to-go cup. I don't know what it yeah. is, but... It's 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 an experience. I it have is, to say. and I, I I treat myself every day. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> maybe one day. So you every day during the week you're out there getting the matcha. Yes. Love it. And then during the weekend, <laughs> at, at this point the baristas should like know you. They do. It's so okay, funny. Good. Like, be like every once in a while the barista at like the one that's like. There's, like, two that I, like, switch off between. The barista at one of them, like, I remember a few weeks ago, she, like, upgraded me to a venti because I usually oh get, God. like, a grande or a tall. So I was like, oh, I didn't order this. And she was like, I know. And I was like, Aww, you'll it was need really it. nice. <laughs> I know. She's like, you're going to need it. But, um, yeah, so. It's okay. We all have our things, and yours happens yeah. to be Starbucks, and that's okay. Yeah. It's an expensive thing. I need to get off of it. <laughs> but, I know. All right, what is your second fave? Okay, second fave. Actually, kind of relates. Talking about beverages. So, my Hydro Flask water bottle. Absolutely love her. I've had the same one literally since... Is it the black one? Yeah, the black one. Um, I've had it for years at this Mm -hmm. point. And I absolutely love it. Like, I think I've had it as a fave before, but I don't think I've talked about it in a while. And I use it literally... Every single, it's like the emotional connection that I have to this water bottle. It's, it's an emotional insane. support water bottle. Yeah, it really is. So I carry it with me literally everywhere. I can't go to sleep unless it's sitting right next to me with like ice cold water in it. <laughs> and I use it to work out. I go to school with it. I do want to get a skinnier one for school though because it's like so heavy when it's like the wide one. Yeah, but but it I'm carries a lot of water. Too. Yeah, that's the nice part about it. So yeah, it's a great Love water it. bottle. Is it the straw lid? 
Yes. I had to I had to get the straw wood. Oh my god. Honestly, the amount of water bottles I've gone through over the years, I have so many phases. I had a hydro flask phase, I had a white one, and then I was like, no, I want a black one. I got the black one. And then I moved over to this like lark water bottle. But now I'm like, I don't like the idea of like constantly drinking out of a water bottle. I want to drink out of a glass. It's just mm. a mess. Um it's so funny. At home, my mom is like, every time I go home, she's like, can we clean up the water bottles? Because we, between me and my sisters, we have like 20 reusable water bottles. She's oh like, how many gosh. do you guys need? And there was a phase with like the swell. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. the swell ones. Like that was a whole phase. We have some of those. <sighs> they really made water bottles like a fashion accessory. They really did. And it's been great. I love mine. I've just been stuck on one. I really want to get a new one though. So maybe, maybe the next coming months I'll venture out for a new one yeah all right so be sure to check out more of our faves on our website sundayglowpod.com and with that let's dive into this week's episode all right guys so in keeping with the year view series today we're going to be talking about a topic that's again super pertinent to our lives and this time of year it's all things self-love so single ladies we hear you we see you we are with you (laughs) (laughs) and i know valentine's day is obviously a very heavily marketed as a time of year to be spending it and celebrating with your significant other but you know any relationship as corny as it sounds, is worth celebrating if it's something that's so important to you. And we truly believe that the trajectory of every relationship in your life starts with the one you have with yourself. Now, there's no manual about how to love yourself. And I think that the 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 posts I've seen, the, the articles I've read that they're like, okay, here are the five ways to love yourself. I kind of don't love that because I really don't think that there's like a cookie cutter way for everyone on this earth to love themselves but I do think that there are definitely sure things that we can do to cultivate that self-love and I think hopefully this episode with us just talking about our experiences with it can inspire you guys think about your relationship with yourself as Christine said this is definitely a topic that's super near and dear to my heart because it's one of my intentions for the year is to really evolve and focus on my relationship with myself really work on that self-talk self-compassion etc and all right so at the end of the day you deserve the love you give to everyone else in your life so the way I like to view it is envisioning you know you guys know I love my analogies I love my visualizations Um, so I like to envision self-love as a pie of pizza think about it as like your beauty I love a good cheese pizza okay so it's my beautiful margarita cheese pizza (laughs) and every slice represents something we need in order to make that pie whole we need a slice of celebrating our little wins we need a slice of rest saying no to toxicity expressing what we need to the people we love setting clear boundaries slowing down prioritizing your values gaining self-awareness and forgiving yourself so these are all topics that we're going to be talking about and touching on in this week's episode i thought that it'd be a great idea to structure this episode kind of more candid q a because i think self-love as i've said before it's not really something that has like a really sure formula or like a right and a wrong way so we're gonna kick it off with the first question do you want to kick us off yeah first i will say like a little disclaimer because i heard this 
I don't know who said this, but it really stuck with me. And it like, especially in regards to Valentine's Day. So I just want to say this. I, someone was saying, so obviously both of us are single. And I think for us, at least for me, I'll speak for myself and saying that like, sometimes I feel like I'm in a rut where I'm like, oh, like I should be looking for someone to be with, or I should be like in a relationship or something like that. And like, why have I like found the one? And this person was saying like, if you truly believe that you are unique, you are special, you are someone who um, is like kind of like a one of a kind, like you're very like you bring something special to the world, like you can't expect to find that one special person to match that on an everyday basis. Wait, did you send me that? No. Because my friend literally just sent me, it was a TikTok. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I think my friend just sent me that. That's so funny. So funny. I saw this. Yeah, and I saw this on, I don't know. I guess it was a TikTok. I remember seeing just like a video about it. Maybe it was on like Instagram or something, but it was like a TikTok or a video form. Um, yeah. But it was just like really stuck with me because I'm like, that's so true. You know, yep. like I think we always like say like, oh, like why haven't we found someone? Like everyone around me has found someone. Not to say like everyone's not unique or whatever, but just to say like we are... Like, it takes time to find one person. Like, it's one person. Like, I think right. we we go through the apps. We go through, like, the different things. Like, we see so many people. And you're like, why is this not working out for me? But you're just looking for one person at the end of the day. And yeah. I think it's hard to find the one person that's going to be literally perfect for you. And I think for both of us, we have very high standards. And we don't want to, like, settle for something that we know we don't deserve. Or waste our time on something that no, we know that's, like, not going to be not going to work out or not going to be something that we enjoy. So yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's just a good reminder to have as we're going into the Valentine's Day season. No, I love that you mentioned that because I think that's something that's so important. It's like we're not meant for everyone and we shouldn't be. I shouldn't be pleasing and be palatable to every single male that walks across this earth. But I think that is something that I definitely struggle with earlier on is like going on these dates and like actually just wanting them to like me I was like yeah oh my God, I hope they like me I hope they like me honestly why no. the hell am I thinking about that I should be like do I even like this person exactly. like so ladies we have to reframe our mindset yeah we are I think society has bred ladies to always be pleasing to men right mm-hmm. but girl like you are so special you are so unique you offer so much they should be like, oh, my God, am I even worth her? Mm-hmm. 100%. All right. So with that, <laughs> let's jump into the questions now. Let's do it. OK, so the first question. So, OK, envision the most self-loving version of yourself. What does she embody? What does she look like? What does she look? What is she talking about? Like, how how, how are we envisioning her? Mm. OK, I will say. This is someone that I envision I want myself to be because I've talked about this before, how like I'm not the best with like self-love, but I think the best... As we all are, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a work in progress. So I think the most self-loving version of myself is someone who thinks positively on the inside and that kind of influences my outside in a yep. way that like... And it's funny because my Sunday or my intention for the year, like my mantra was outside in. But I think when it comes to self-love, you have to go like inside out. And I think a lot of confidence comes from having self-love on the inside that you can honestly inspire people on the outside mm. with the love and the um, 
confidence that you can kind of bring out. So when I think of self-love version and like, what do I embody? Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like I embody someone who is okay with myself and is, um, like, I know that I'm working on myself, but I'm okay with where I'm at. I'm really happy with where I'm at. I'm happy with my friendships. I'm happy with my, um, relationships with my family and relationship with God. So I think all of those different like facets of my life is what I amount to like self-love. Yeah. I love that. What about you? Okay. Let's see. I, when I envision the most self-loving version of myself, I am embodying confidence. I'm embodying someone who knows her opinion is just as valuable as everyone else's, Mm -hmm. who is sure of herself in and out of the classroom, work field, social setting, whatever it is, who is not walking into a room saying, oh, I hope they like me, but oh, like here I am rather than, oh my God, there was like this quote, I think it was either Oprah or Brene Brown said it. And it was like, instead of walking into a room and being like, people were like, oh, where is she? Instead, you walk into a room, people are like, oh, there she is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I was I like, that. oh my God, I I want to be, I want to embody that. Um, I think self-love for me is someone who, like you said, is accepting of me day in and day out no matter how productive I am, no matter how much I got done, what I accomplished accepts me regardless of those things and not despite of my flaws, but because of them. Um, I think I embody someone who I know that if I commit to something, I trust myself enough that I will get something done. Like Mm -hmm. I keep the promises I make to myself I embody someone who, if I say no to something, honor that and don't just kind of loathe and sit there, but like actually take the time to like, if I say no to this, I'm confident in that decision. Mm -hmm. Um, Embodying someone who is only living, not not selfishly, but I'm not living for anyone else. I'm not living Mm -hmm. to make so-and-so like me. I'm not living to make this person understand me. I'm just living for myself. Um, But with that also means someone who is selfless and compassionate towards the people who are who's in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And someone who is really honest with myself where I'm at, if I'm feeling like shit, being honest, like, hey, I feel like shit Mm -hmm. Um, and like willing to sit in the uncomfortable feelings. That's how I envision the most self-loving version of myself. Do you think you're at that point or do you think that's something that you're working towards? Oh, that's definitely something I'm working towards. Um, I mean, one of the first things I was talking about is like showing up confident in and out of like the work field, Mm -hmm. the classroom, etc. And I think with that just really means me believing in myself, me Mm -hmm. advocating for myself, me seeing like, Allison, like you actually are great and you work really hard and you're really smart and like for me just saying that like it makes me really uncomfortable like I think people can tell me that but I have to believe it so Mm -hmm. I think that starts with the positive self-talk yeah talking to myself in the mirror which is something I need to do and being like you got this Mm -hmm. like you know before a big presentation I get really nervous for those um 
because I'm like, oh my God, I just, I just get nervous for those. But I think I'm definitely working on that every single day. Sometimes before meetings, I'll like talk to myself in the mirror and be like, okay, you got this. Like, you know, the numbers, you know what your plan is. Like, just got to speak to it. Mm -hmm. There are people too. Um, So it's definitely something I'm still working on for sure. Okay. Two questions. Or no, yes. two comments. Okay. <laughs> First comment, I will say, I think there's a lot that can come out of positive self-talk and like mm-hmm. the amount of confidence and like I think the power that your mind has when you speak positively about yourself and tell yourself like, yes, I can do this. Yep. There's so much power behind that. And then second, what is your like, I don't know what they're, I don't know what it's called, but like sometimes yeah. you can have like word of affirmations or like mm. giving gifts. What is that thing called? But like, I, I'm Love curious. language? Yes. Love language. What is your oh. love language? That's a, it's definitely evolved because I think it used to be quality time. Like that mm-hmm. was purely the way that I felt love. And I think it, one of the ways I receive love definitely still is quality time. But recently it's been words of affirmation. Mm. So it may seem small, but someone literally being like, no, Allison, like they gave you this responsibility for a reason. Like you can do it. Like just hearing that, I'm yeah. like, oh my God, can I? I don't know. <laughs> um, so I think words of affirmation, especially not just like words, because sometimes words can be fleeting, but genuine, intentional words that you mm-hmm. really know this person means. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting because that was literally me. Like the quality time yeah, shift. Yeah, what about to you? Word, okay. Uh, yeah, quality time and then it like shift to words of affirmation because I feel wow. like that's a huge thing for me now. And I was thinking about this over the past few days. I was, I don't know what I was doing, but I was like, wow, like I remember like what people tell me and I have a mm. bit, I have a bad memory. So like, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because I'll meet people and then I'll forget that I met them or like forget their names. And so I just, I just have a bad memory and like I always remember like the words that people tell me like the little mm. comments instead of like the names or like the faces i remember yeah. the comments that people tell me so that just goes to show there's so much power in not only what you tell yourself but what you tell other people like yeah. they really remember you these can things. change someone's day dang do you think for you the words of affirmation does it really depend on the person or generally it's pretty much just like words of affirmation I think it's just words of affirmation from like, Dang, I mean, okay. of course, like I think when someone special says something, it's like even more special, right. but like even like, remember, I remember we were talking about this in one of our other episodes, how like one thing that like a stranger told us that really stuck Changed with us our lives. and yeah. it was like in a Starbucks drive through for me, <laughs> but like it was a random barista that like had right. said something and it like stuck with me. So it's just like those little things. I think the words of affirmation is like my hugest thing. Dang. Okay, well, now noted. Now we both know we need to hear it (laughs) from each other more. (laughs) Now we're going to say it more to each other. I love it. See, does words also, is it for you more verbal or through text it also means the same? I think, yeah, I think both. I think with me, I need to hear it. Like texting is not Mm. the biggest. I think because I'm not the best texter. So it's like, to be honest, I'm not great at typing out and texting what I actually mean so maybe I'm better at like voice messaging and like face-to-face which obviously like I can't be seeing everyone Mm -hmm. but um I think I definitely value that like face-to-face hearing your voice yeah words yeah there's something about the human interaction after being (laughs) over the internet for the past year and a half no there definitely is all right second question so 
self-love comes from self-acceptance accepting yourself as who you are at your core not despite your flaws but because of them with that first comes the challenge of discovering who you are at your core how do you do that this is such a good question love this question i know props (laughs) literally um i would say for me it really requires me to place myself in situ in uncomfortable situations and see how i react so mm. i think the only way to dis- tr- i mean this sounds like cliche but to really discover who you are i think is to try a bunch of things and see how you resonate so for me i'll be super candid like in the summer i was going out a lot and like hanging out with a lot of people that i like generally just like met and like didn't really like we it was like a fleeting relationship like we mm. didn't really like bond super deeply um And then I went and then, okay, that's one reflection. Another reflection is like in college, I met some awesome people at my church who really made me feel super fulfilled and who really made me feel super seen, heard, understood. And like, I just loved spending time with them because I felt like our time was so genuine and real. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think those two aspects maybe allowed me to discover like hey maybe at my core I'm not this like crazy going out party girl that I thought I was but maybe I enjoy going out but not that's just not who I am but maybe who I am is someone who like you know I really value those like deep genuine connections and for us we had that similarity of faith that bonded us and that's part of one of my like most important beliefs and part of like who I am is like my faith that's definitely like a defining factor of my identity so I think placing myself in situations see how I interact honestly just trying a bunch of different things as scary as it is like I was telling Christine after this I'm gonna go do something by myself that I like haven't done in a while and I'm like scared shitless but like (laughs) placing yourself in situations and just seeing how you feel and just like tuning in like do I feel uncomfortable do I feel fulfilled do I feel good am I is my energy being drained or am I feeling like my cup is being full right now so I think just trying a bunch of different things and seeing how you resonate the spontaneity I love it I know like putting yourself in uncomfortable situations I think that's a great growing experience if anything yeah I think it's funny I was talking to my friend about this and she was I was like do you ever feel the pressure to like do so many different things Mm -hmm. and you know living in the city there's just so much to do all the time like do you ever feel pressure to like always be doing something um and explore all these new things and she was like no and I was like wow <laughs> so it really just d- depends on the person yeah. I think I'm just someone that I'm like oh my god there's so much out there like I need to I feel the desire to explore and see and like try new things as uncomfortable as it is but the toughest part is just like overcoming that obstacle of being uncomfortable mm-hmm. yeah I mean I will say though that like the Allison that moved into like the city <laughs> in what july i think that allison and this allison is completely different because i remember you went from like going to coffee shops with your best friends and spending time with your best friends all of like the beginning of last year literally a year ago today um versus now you're like fully immersed in a new city you're meeting a ton of new people you're putting yourself in like uncomfortable situations so I think you've grown a lot, I will say. Aw, thanks, Christy. And I think, I mean, this is something we've always talked about. Like, I am I feel like I'm just living the life, like, you will soon live. So I think it's so, like, I'm so excited to, like, see you place yourself in uncomfortable situations, as uncomfortable as they may be. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but that's just i know it's part of growing up man it's, it's scary just like, but it's scary you gotta do it i know okay so what about you so with the first with discovering who you are how do you think you do that so this is interesting yeah it's so broad but this is interesting because i've been applying to like these programs for like my future or whatever and a lot of it is like okay like what do you want to do with your life like who do you want to be like how are you going to use what you're doing today to get to where you want to be and so it's kind of challenged me to say like honestly for me it's like stepping outside of myself and like getting a third picture view or a third picture like perspective on all of the things that I've accomplished and what I've done, what I have failed at, what I've succeeded at and seeing like, okay, what were the common themes of yeah. what I did? And like, is that matching to who I want to be? Mm. Or is that matching to who I believe I am in my core? And sometimes it's looking at like the big picture things that I've done or even looking at like literally looking at my calendar and saying like, these are the activities that I'm doing and like these are the stuff that I'm doing. These are people that I'm spending time with. Does that match who I want to be, who I want right. to kind of like who I believe I am in my core? Like does what I'm doing on the outside match that? So for me, when it comes to like discovering who I am at my core, it starts with evaluating what I'm doing on the outside, evaluating all the activities that I'm doing, all of the big things that I've done in my life so far and understanding like maybe there's and I have found like a common theme throughout all of this yeah. and kind of matching that to who I am as a core and how I'm going to use that for my future. So I don't know if that makes sense, but like in my head, I'm just like, I'm taking this third eye perspective on who I have been and who I want to show up as being by kind of matching my core values to what I've done. And when you say like, envisioning who you want to be is there is it like you look up to a certain person like oh I want to be like so and so or like what is that future version of yourself look like so I definitely don't have like one specific person that I look up to and I'm like I want to be that person I think it's like a mess I want to be (laughs) I it's like a mesh of different people like different values that I find in different people that can you name a few Mm, I don't know if I can like it's honestly all the books that I read like when I like read all those books like like the it cosmetics founder like Mm. Jamie Kern Lima she was incredibly inspirational but I don't want to follow like her exact life plan I like I look up to my mom I look up to you honestly for some of the things that you've done as well like there's just so many people in my life and like different aspects of those like even my best friends like Leanne and Issa like and Hallie too like I look to them for like inspiration and like I look up to them in a way but sometimes it's like or for me it's kind of a combination of everyone that I've kind of interacted with in my life and using that as like something I aspire to be and I can't even like and something I'm working on in the next few weeks is like it's like writing down what those things are and like Mm -hmm. how it will translate into what I want for myself and of course that's going to change over time but yeah it's just like this one kind of big picture like in my head that I'm like right okay this is the person that I want to be but I can't like distinguish that person fully yet so and I think that's part of the process like yeah I think living our everyday lives we're not like okay I want to be this person with like these exact qualities I don't even know if we actually know who we want 
I mean, this is like getting so vague, but I just don't think we really know who we want to be because we're not there yet. You know exactly. what I mean? It's like when you think you want to achieve certain things or you think you want to go to a certain place, but like you don't really know if you're going to like it till you get there. Yeah. And I think that like for me, when I was taking this like third eye perspective on who I are, the things that I've done versus yeah. the things that I want to do, like I really did find it's honestly strange because I've done so many different things, like worked in so many different right. places, but I found this like common theme throughout all of it. And that's kind of like what I'm like, okay, like I this is what that. I want to do like in the future. Like every time now that I look at something new, like a new opportunity, it's going to be like, okay, does this fit the common theme that I've already been kind of going through and right. naturally it's happened. So I think when I'm more intentional with it now, it becomes even more prominent in my life which I value because for me it's like my common theme is actually just like serving people in certain one way or another mm. um and so sometimes it like works out in more ways than not and sometimes it's yeah. the opposite and so I think now that I'm going with it intentionally into new experiences it kind of will show up more for itself in my life which I appreciate yeah and I think that just goes to show how important it is to like stay true to yourself on your journey mm-hmm. because everyone's experiences are going to be so unique, but it is that like common thread mm-hmm. and that's what distinguishes everyone from each other. And yeah. I feel like that can only come from you being so authentic and true to yourself mm-hmm. in the, in like trying out all these experiences. Yeah. So I think, I guess wrapping up this question, I will say like if you're looking for kind of how do you discover yourself at your core? Because I think both of us have kind of figured out like certain things that we have at our core. Um, I would say just like take this like perspective shift. Look at yourself from the outside. Look at the things that you've accomplished and see if you can find that common theme throughout of it. Throughout it, And I think it'll be really eye-opening. It's a very like self-reflective experience. I was going to say, I feel like we don't do that enough of like taking the third person perspective of like, wait, like, we're just so hard on ourselves. We don't take yeah. the time to like appreciate how much we already have done and how much we are doing. Mm-hmm. It's like we get stuck in our head. We got to get out of ourselves. Literally. That is so the theme. Okay. Yes. Which is so odd because we're thinking about like self-love, but whatever. But I think part of that is like, yeah, anyway. Okay. So <laughs> I think it's so easy to market self-love as doing buying consuming things in order to get to a place of loving yourself right but i think what's not talked about enough is accepting yourself for who you are in this very moment you may have things you want to work on but loving yourself as you are now too is just as important so how do you balance the goals and i think it's something we've always talked about of growing and getting better but also accepting yourself as you are now Mm, this one's hard (laughs) i know right we just talked about how like well for me like i'm in a place where i'm like trying to grow and get better but and i like beat myself up in the like inside just for like getting better getting better getting better but i will say (laughs) like i am in this place in my life right now like obviously i'm a senior like last semester in college that I am okay with where I'm at. Like, I'm not trying to go, like, make a ton of new friends. I'm not trying to, like, get into a whole new, like, set of clubs at my school. Like, I'm not trying to, like, do all these things. Like, I'm purely just, like, taking in literally every single moment that I can. And sometimes that means it's not even, like, taking every moment and, like, going to every event that I can or kind of getting... I don't know. There's like, this is the thing for me. And like, it's funny because you talked about how you like don't love going out anymore. And you've kind of noticed about yourself for Mm -hmm. me. 
I feel like I've been having this like internal battle with myself. I'm like, okay, I'm a senior. I want to have fun. I want to live my life. And there's like a party going on every night, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, even Tuesdays for seniors. And it's like, that's not who I am. Like, I'm not someone who goes out every single night and like goes crazy. Like I'm a person that like we love to like turn on the diffuser, read a good book, like enjoy ourselves. Turn the red light. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So it's like, I've been trying to balance that, but I will say like in general, I think I've been doing a good job about doing a good job about it in a way that I only go out when I like all my friends and I like really feel excited about it. And like, we want to versus like, I'm not going to go out when like, I feel like I have to when I really don't. Um, and it turns out and I've, I, I should remind myself of like what's happened in the past. Like the times when I really want to go out, I have so much fun. But with the times that I don't, I'm like, eh, like I could have had more right. fun staying inside. So yeah, I think when it comes to balancing the goals of growing, getting better versus accepting myself as, as who I am now. Yes. Like there's those times where I'm like, I need to just chill. And also like, I'm also like, I'm also in a place now where I just like am happy with where I'm at like in terms of like situation that I'm in as a senior in college but like of course I'm always trying to grow and get better so I think it's just like sprinkling in those growing and getting better throughout your experience but not losing sight of the fact that you are in a really exciting time and making the most of that time right if that makes sense I think I totally agree. I think sometimes the self-improvement and like obviously being like intentional and focusing on your self-growth can be very exhausting because it's almost marketed as like you're never doing enough. There's always more you could choose, always more you could do, more, more, more. It's so hard to balance. But it's like I don't we talk about how like true happiness is found in when you're relishing in the present Mm -hmm. and when you're appreciating what you have now so for example i'll just take like working out and i think we're going to do a whole topic a whole episode about like our relationship with like exercise and everything but i'll just take that as an example so i know that working out for me is something that allows me to grow in the long run like i know that when I'm working out I'm doing something really good for my body but every single day I'm not like working out and like hating my body I'm not like oh my god like because I feel like that'd be so much more focused on like the growing the growing like oh I'm not satisfied with what I have right now I'm just gonna get to it x place Mm -hmm. I'm working out to get to x place but instead my perspective is like I'm really lucky to have this body right now I want to work out to take care of her right now like Mm -hmm. I'm taking care of her because she's all I got and I'm really grateful that I have this body to be able to move so I think I think it's just like changing your perspective on the things that you're doing to grow because if you're doing these things to grow but you're also finding contentment in the process Mm -hmm. like you're finding joy in this process you're not just tying all your happiness and all of your eggs into the end destination I feel like that's kind of how I've been able to balance of like okay accepting myself as I am but also knowing like there's always more work I could be doing internally externally to be better and do better um 
I think something that's also really important is to note like the people that really love you, the relationships in your life, whether that be your friends and your family, will love you unconditionally, no matter these like quote unquote growing things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're doing all these things so or I am so that I could show up as like a better daughter, sister, friend, etc. But if I didn't work out today, my friend's not going to be like, I'm not friends with her anymore. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I think just kind of finding grace with yourself, but also realizing that people who really, really love you in your life are going to love you unconditionally. Yeah, I think it not to sound like, I don't know the word, like when you like, what do you call it? Not to sound like mortal or morbid. Not yeah, not to sound morbid, but like at the end of your life, when people, when I think of people like wanting to, like speak about the things like at me as a person, like the life that I've lived, they're not going to talk about you, like how you looked or the things that you accomplished or all these things. I think they're going to talk about more of like the personality, like the, what values yes. did you portray? Like what did you bring to the world in terms of love and happiness and joy? Like, I think that those things matter so much more than the external things that we tend to focus on when it comes to self-improvement. hundred percent. I think I heard this quote and it was like, yeah, people are not going to remember your dress size. People are not going to remember yeah. what you look like. They're going to remember how you made them feel. Right. And I think that's something when it, it, it boils down to those present moments when exactly. you're spending time with like your loved ones and your friends and anyone, um, just like how you feel, how you make them feel in those moments. So I think we forget that sometimes. So it's like a, it's a good reminder like it, and it looks different for everyone in terms of like balancing between growing, getting better versus where you're at now. Like for you, it's swifting, shifting the mindset between those growing moments to something that's like something you're using as a present moment to feel better. But yep. for me, it's like balancing the two ends of the spectrum. Um, but yeah, so I would just figure out what works for you and then use that as a way. But I think just constantly reminding yourself that at the end of the day, it's like you don't have to always get better. Sometimes we're fine with where we're at yeah like (laughs) we don't have to always be like climbing a hill to (laughs) get to a certain place but I think if you are someone who like is just like hard on yourself just those reminders are really important Mm -hmm. okay last question what are some ways that you show yourself self-love every day do you want me to go first yeah okay I would say one of the biggest things that has helped my relationship with myself is keeping the promises I make to myself and this starts with my morning routine I've shoved it down everyone's throat (laughs) we get it we get it the morning routine but seriously guys like I think first of all just setting the intention that like okay I'm gonna have these mornings to myself to reset before I slay the day away and actually commit to them on days I don't quote unquote feel like it has really helped my relationship with myself because I'm like, you know what? Once I commit to something, I will stick it through and I will do it. Like I trust myself enough. Um, I keep the promises I make to myself. I feel like that first and foremost is the first way I show myself self-love every day. I think another way is allowing myself the space to say no and to maybe not be available as frequently or as much as I was before I feel like 
we're all in very different points of our lives as we were a year ago, a month mm-hmm. ago, a week ago. But allowing myself to, you know, step, take a step back and communicate like, hey, I'm not in the best mental capacity right now. Like, I don't have the space to like be talking about this. Maybe I'll reach out to you when I can. Mm-hmm. Um, giving myself the grace and the ability to do that, I think, has been instrumental in my relationship with myself. I think another thing is honestly just allowing myself to have more fun like randomly I think it was like a few days ago it w- it's been raining in the city so it's the weather's been gloomy but I've still committed to like taking my morning walks because I really just do enjoy the fresh air and because no one was there I was like listening to music dancing in the rain like oh. in the morning I kind of look like an idiot but it was just so it was just fun and mm-hmm. I was like you know not being so hard on yourself like allowing yourself those moments of like I don't care and being spontaneous as small as that is I think is another way show myself self-love um and just accepting myself day in and day out maybe today is a great day that I want to get a ton of shit done great maybe today not really feeling it that's okay too so I think accepting myself day in and day out is another way I show myself self-love That's awesome. I think it's like it really boils down to like those little moments that you're like, I'm just going to let loose, not like be so hard on myself and just allow myself to just be the person that I am. 100%. What about you? So very similar. It's the small things for me that are the ways that I show self-love to myself every day. Um, So for me, that's working out, like taking a really good soul cycle class. You know, you guys know I love soul cycle. So doing that every day like the shower after is an incredible way to just like I don't know just get the heat on my body and listen to really good music um go on drives go to Starbucks um honestly all the vibes all the vibes like turning on my diffuser at night like just setting the tone like literally just like cleaning my room like it's like the littlest things exactly and they don't have to cost money they don't have to be something like we talked about before as something like you have to like like products that you have to just infuse in your life in order to have a self-love but it's just the little things that I kind of do on a daily basis that I love and I think that kind of ground me and allow me to be able to accomplish other things in my life so um yeah just like the little things going on drives the drinks that I get for myself the um like honestly like my version of self-love every morning is like cooking eggs in the morning and having toast so like just a little things yeah Yeah. but yeah love that all right guys so we're gonna wrap up this episode with two quotes because i was like this topic is too important to have one (laughs) the first is owning our story and loving ourselves through that process is the bravest thing that we'll ever do and that's by brene brown and the second one is fall in love with taking care of yourself fall in love with the path of deep healing fall in love with becoming the best version of yourself but with patience with compassion and respect to your own journey and that's by sylvester mcnutt so make sure to follow us on instagram at sunday glow pod check out our favorites and stay up to date on all things sunday glow on sundayglowpod.com and with that we'll see you guys next sunday bye bye